Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all the little blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 88, season 5, episode 8, entitled College, originally airing November 18th, 2010. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. The quarterly microwave report is about to come out, and after finding out that the GE has had its best quarter in five years, Jack starts to do some soul-searching about his legacy. Meanwhile, Liz makes a desperate bid to return to the two weeks at college when she felt cool after winning the crew-wide lottery. And finally, after the writing room discovers that Jack is the voice behind Pronounceify.com, they use it to prank Pete, and we learn more about Jack's past and his own college days. So, I this is one of those episodes that uh, sort of goes back to that filler territory. Yes. Like, uh, nothing really happens to push anything forward, which is fine, because it's fine to have those every now and again. That's totally okay. Uh, it does have a little bit of uh, character development for uh, Jack, and that, you know, he has to learn to certain let certain things go and move on and yada, yada, yada. But it's mostly just kind of like a goofy episode. Like, definitely a lot of, like, memes, or a couple of memes and gifs have come out of this episode. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of, like, middle of the road. I didn't think it was very good. I think yeah. the, the Jack being the voice behind Pronounceify.com was funny. Well, it was a funny concept. It was funny-ish in execution. But other than that, like, I feel like this is the millionth... Liz wants just wants the crew to like her storyline, even though like I feel like they've put it to bed where it's like you know, so many times it's been like where Jack is like, No, you're the leader, you have to be the leader, not be liked by everybody, but we are hitting that well yet again and I guess she learns the lesson in a slightly different way this time, but it just felt I don't know. I feel like we've done that plot Yeah a number of times already, so that was kinda yeah, of, uh, sort of retreading same territory. Um And it was I mean it's definitely very like almost uh beginner level of how she keeps avoiding the, the quote-unquote truth that she's not cool and that she has to be a boss with like oh well you set up a tab for all the for everyone but there's alcoholics and she's like oh no i i had something in plan it's like it's like you can it's so transparent you can see through it but like i guess the naivete of the rest of the crew are just kind of like oh whatever they, i don't know it's just like it's so hmm it's so weak that it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's so tropey, I guess, that it's just kind of like, you could, we've seen 30 Rock do this better, so why are they doing this here? I don't know. It just, it's, it's just kind of a weak episode, all in all. Like, we don't see Kenneth until a little bit into the episode, and he's sort of part of Jack's story for like a couple of scenes. He has a funny little cameo. It's not really a cameo, though, is it? When this episode is, it's he's in for one scene and out, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's sort of the voice for Jack to sort of understand exactly what he needs to do, I guess. I don't know, it's just... No one's really used to their strengths in this episode. Yeah, Tracy and Jenner are barely in it. Yeah. And, I mean... And what about Danny? Still not. I mean, the writer's room gets a yeah. little bit more attention. We haven't seen them really in a while. But even then, most of their dialogue is through the Pronounceify, so it's really Jack that's dialogue. Like, Lutz gets a, a couple standout moments of, like, trying to do the right thing. 
but he's so weak-willed that he can't actually stand up to them. And if you didn't already think Pete was creepy... <laughs> yeah. There's even more. more. Yeah, but I mean, this is also more Pete that we haven't yeah. really seen before, so it's kind of nice to see that sillier Pete. Um, but yeah, there's... The story is a bit of a retread of what we've seen before. Nothing's really moving anything forward, and it's just kind of ho-hum, middle of the road. It might be the weakest episode, I think, of this season. Definitely one we've seen thus so far, far this season, yeah. but it might be overall one of the weaker ones of the season. Um, but it does have a guest star that I literally, like, up to this point in 30 Rock, I was like, okay, I know who I know who all of these people are. I've either seen them in something else, or I'm aware of something they've been in, or I'm aware of them from just being famous. The the crewman, I guess the head crew guy that we've never seen before and we will never see again, Chris, is a is an actor and has been in multiple shows, but can you name one show that you've seen him in or know that he was a part of? I mean he well he looked vaguely familiar, but that could just be in like a generic handsome actor pretty, kind of way. Yeah, so like he does a pretty face so he probably is an actor. Uh well he's most famous for uh he was a part of Rescue Me. Haven't seen it. I mean, I haven't seen it either, but it's, uh, well... That was the, the Dennis Leary Firefighters show, right? Yeah, the, yeah okay. FX, and of course, I had Dean Whitman from, who plays Dean, Dennis Duffy, was also a part of that show. So there's a little bit of crossover, connection, whatever, um, but he was also in the very long-running and never forgotten until this point, NBC smash hit entitled Smash. Smash, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he was I in watched a like episodes. actually. Did I watch a whole season of that show? I watched it for. I did watch it. I don't know if I made it through the whole first season. Mm-hmm. Though. I can't really remember. What's well, it's a fun coincidence in my brain because I was recommended in my YouTube suggestions like ads. I guess I've been searching for various things, so just you know, it gets in your searches or whatever. But it was something from 2012 that NBC, what NBC was hosting the Super Bowl. So, of course, they had their big ad spot. And they were building up their next season of TV shows that were going to be coming out. And uh, it was mostly, it starts around 30 Rock. And the, they're sort of the, the transport through the whole thing. But then it shows off, like, uh, The Office. And it shows off Parks and Rec. And it shows off the big shows that they had. And then there's a moment where Alec Baldwin goes, And welcome, the, Sm- the, the cast of Smash. Because they've been building it up so big, and it didn't even last a full season, I don't think? It lasted a couple of seasons. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it only ran for, like, one season, and then it bounced. No, I think it ended after a second. Well, because, like, um, I mean, so they, I mean, I remember they put, like, a massive promotional push behind it. Like, mm-hmm. a huge, and, like, the first episode, like, had big ratings, but then it, like, kept, it dropped off, and it dropped off, and it dropped off, and I think, I don't know, probably because they spent so much money, like, they gave it a second season to, like, save face and, like, do some creative retooling, I think, but... It wasn't enough. No. No. Oh. Uh, but it's... it's If you go watch that ad, basically just go look at, like, 30 Rock... Um, oh, God, what's the name of the song? Let Me Be Your Star. No. Uh, we're in the Brotherhood of Men. Oh, gotcha. Um, it go, but it's it's funny. If it, I mean, it's an eight year old video at this point, but it still is like Office isn't around anymore, Three Rock isn't around anymore, Parks and Rec isn't around anymore, and then they start doing all those like smaller shows. Uh, the one with Will Arnett, Christina, Up All Night, Up All Night. <sighs> that was another show that went Smash through no retooling. Matt Lauer's in it no longer exists. Half the people. Well, Matt Lauer still exists. Well, on NBC. He's basically non-existent. Um. Half the cast they have of SNL people singing and dancing don't exist anymore on the show. Like, it's all these sort of, I mean, Donald Trump's in there. So, like, there's just all these 
relics. It was a while ago. Product of the time that, like, man, how many of these are still around? Uh, I think the Today Show is the only thing that's still. Well, SNL. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's true. That's like those people. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it was Donald Trump is still around, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think I hear about him in a different, in a different capacity. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the should I, should I save this tidbit till we, when we get into the episode so we don't get too long? But sure. Fun, top, very topical. Don't spoil it. All right, I won't spoil it. Anyway, uh, so we get to the opening. So the cold open is basically going to set up uh, Liz's storyline as well as introduce the Pronounceify uh, website that will come into Jack and Pete's small storylines. <laughs> Tracy and Jenna, we're supposed to be rehearsing. Hey, Al, sorry we haven't had time to get into our costumes yet. How are we already behind today? Liz, women wearing men's watches is so over. The new thing is to get an Adam's apple. My mom just had this fix for me. It was my grandfather's. He worked for years at Union Station in D.C. as a pickpocket. Hey, 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 card game, guys. 20 bucks per, pot's 1,040. Who's in? What is this, Jabba's pleasure skiff? It's the crew lottery, Liz. You buy a card, if it gets picked, you win a thousand bucks. Get a tub of new suits from the suit emporium. Cable Town guys notice your hair grows back. Everything grows back. All right, anybody else? Fine, I'll take one if it'll get everybody back to work sooner. What are you doing? That game is not for soft hands and face workers. It's for strongs and lifters. They hate when one of us wins. Scaring me. I know most of you are not ghosts. Come on, my card only has a one in 52 chance of getting picked anyway. How did you know that? You're like Rain Man. Quick, how many two picks are on the ground? Zero. You need to go to Vegas. So there's a, I mean, I feel like the bulk of the giggles I have from this episode come in that sequence. Just the, the why are you booing or, um, Stop booing me. I know most of you are not ghosts. Like, that's yes, just, that, that's a good line. That's really funny. And then the whole Rain Man thing is great because it's I've seen that done so many times before. But have you seen Rain Man? No, I haven't seen it. We have seen it homage enough that I get it. I know what it's about. I don't support Tom Cruise. But the the joke that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it speaks for itself anyway. Um, but that is that does introduce our first, or, oh, well, our, I say first, our only guest star. Uh, in this episode, Daniel Sunjata, who plays uh, Chris, the, I guess, lead crew guy. Again, we've never seen before. We won't see again after this episode. But the fun little bit of trivia that I was going to share uh, was around uh, a year before this episode aired, he had some controversial statements on a very tragic moment for America. Can you guess? Very topical for literally today that we're oh. recording. Was he a jet, jet fuel doesn't melt? melts doesn't melt what was it he is he one of those people he was in the argument that they were that it was a plan by the government of our by our government and uh he was part of a documentary um called loose change 9-11 an american coup uh and then they also wrote that storyline that ideal into a, a small arc on rescue me because oh. which is i mean that's an interesting Wait, they wrote an arc where his character thought 9-11 was an inside job, or they wrote an arc where they were doing a serious exploration of whether 9-11 was an inside where job? Where his character believed it, oh. that it was an inside job. And okay. When he tells these same views to a journalist. So, probably one of those things, he said it offhand and it got around kind of thing. But yeah, um, so that's a fun fact about our guest star this week. 
It's a fact. It's a fact. Maybe not for you, right? Maybe it's not fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I looked into his uh, filmography, and I mean, rescue. Who was he on Smash? Uh, let me find not out. Not that I would probably remember if you <laughs> told me, but so maybe I'll remember. He was Peter Gilman on a four episode count. Oh, so he, he was only in a few episodes that I. He must not have been a big. He may not have been in the episodes yeah. I saw. I don't know. He's just kind of like, I wouldn't say character actor, but he's just one of those episodes. Um, he just kind of shows up. Uh, he was in hashtag Free Ray Sean, don't you remember that? Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, there you go. Uh, I mean, his big run was rescue. I see a lot of Law and Orders popping yeah, up Law in there. Order, Sex in the City, just kind of all my children. Unknown, who's on unknown episodes of all well, my who children? Who keeps track of all those episodes? There's so many. That's true. Them. There are very many. There's all my children and all my children's episodes. <laughs> anyway, back in the writers' room, the writers discover a fun little website when they're trying to prove two for wrong. <laughs> Twofer in the punishment corner. I said time to end the charade and adjust my schedule to buy a new vase. Oh, you stay there. You stay there until you die. Look up the pronunciation for schedule on the internet. Schedule. Ha! Stay in the corner. Wait, the computer. It's it's Jack's voice. America. Whiskey. Liberal. No, that can't be Jack. Why would his voice be on some random website? It's impossible. Lemon, lesbian, Frankenstein wants her shoes back. Oh my god, it is him. Do you have any words that you pronounce different than the rest? I know I do aunt. Across. No, my dad says that. No. Well, no, that's just not a word. I'm saying like a word that like, like vase, sedule. Oh. Like words that can be pronounced different ways, either like oh. regionally or whatever. Right. Like, I don't think I've ever heard you say one. I probably would have been like, that's silly. Why do you pronounce it that way? Uh, I don't think there are any, any more aside from aunt that I say. Foyer? I don't know. I don't really ever say that word. So What's the other one? Foyer. I've never heard it pronounced foyer. I it think, sounds like a rhyme with Sawyer, like a bad name. Yeah, wife. Like a white lady would give to their kid. I don't know. I feel like sometimes people, like that's the Americanized pronunciation and either is acceptable. I've never heard it. Foyer? Foyer instead of foyer. Yeah. It's going to the foyer. Mm. I mean, it's technical. I guess it's not wrong because language is whatever. But I, just, I, don't, I don't like that at all. Back from the opening, uh, Liz heads up to Jack's office, and she soon sees his glee turn to sadness as he starts reading the quarterly reports about the microwave division. Come in, Lemon. Just revisiting some old GE quarterly reports. My first cover from my first year at the company, 1985. Ah! Good times. Just out of frame is a wheelbarrow full of cocaine. So uh, why the trip down memory lame? <laughs> High-fiving a million angels. The microwave division quarterly report comes out today. It'll probably be my last with GE now that I'm transitioning to Cable Town. I've been a GE man for 25 years and a GE woman for one week of corporate espionage at Revlon. So, is there any way you could possibly be the voice of Pronouncify.com? What? No. Those bastards. Those bastards. Who bastards? Part of my Princeton scholarship included work for the linguistics department. 
They wanted me to record every word of the dictionary to preserve the perfect American accent in case of nuclear war. Well, the Cold War ended, and Princeton began selling the recordings. So people can just buy your voice? Oh, the things it's been dragged into. Thomas the Tank Engine, Wu-Tang songs. Uh, yeah, just like that. May, um, clap. May, um, may, clap. Huh, I always forget you used to be poor. Thank you. But yes, I've had to work my entire life. It began when my father left, and I started working on the Boston docks as a 12-year-old stevedore. Bails up, you mix! Bails up! You have been working since you were 12? I had to. Those jobs put me through college, but they also kept me from having the college experience. I was up early every morning, working my way through the dictionary for the linguistics department, or sweeping the floors at the Princeton Monkey Lab. It wasn't the feces that got you, Lemon. It was the crudely scrawled notes of help me. Yeah, well, college wasn't that fun, Jack. I mean, sure, the first two weeks are nice. Lemon, I really don't have time for a long... The fall of 1988, a young Liz Lemon enters the University of Maryland. Richard Mark's haircut, Pollen Idol's cyst under control. It was a magical time, Jack. Don't worry about getting to your point. I'm going to live forever. The registrar accidentally gave me a handicapped room. It was huge. And for two weeks, it was party central. I was popular. People gave me nicknames. A blonde girl high-fived me. But then, like all good things, it ended before it even began. Lemon, that's actually my thoughtful window-staring spot. Visitors stare over here. Okay. So, there's a lot in that scene. Uh, and I guess that is sort of setting up for both of them, like they... Like, Liz sort of had a non-traditional college experience, but probably the most college experience out of most of them, because we, when we circle back at the end, like, Pete saying he didn't have one because... And they're, they're specifically that line of the first two weeks of college. Uh, obviously, Jack mentions he never had one. Uh, Pete didn't get to have one because he got Paula pregnant immediately, and Liz only lasted a couple of weeks before she was sort of relegated back to her nerd or whatever role, RA role, that she get lumped into. And Jenna's whole school only lasted three weeks. That's right. Do you think that one also sank like her like her elementary school sank? Because it was on a boat? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but uh, there's a there's a joke that Liz has there, and then there's a joke that comes back at the end when they're doing the like Animal House uh, credit scene. But she mentions a pile of no- little cyst. And I'd never heard of what that was, but it is a cyst that grows at the tailbone that contains hair and skin. And the visual image that is in Google is nasty. looks relatively painful or discomforting because it's right above where your ass crack starts. I think that one, a Dr. Pimple Popper. Mm. Requires a medical diagnosis. It's treatable. That's good. It's common. Who knew? Well, a cyst is basically a pimple, so probably just like grease and stuff gets in there and ugh. But yeah, that's a very misleading name. It makes it sound like it's going to be something tame, and it's not tame. Well, I guess it's tame, but visually it looks gnarly. Also, we learn that, I mean, Jack was kind of naive one time, because I feel like business, business executive Jack would never let his voice be used for all sorts of things and not get any sort of 
Right, Sir Pete. You know, basically, we get he he reportedly seems for the Princeton Linguistics Department, and clearly they sold all the recordings, but he didn't get any piece of it. So it's like that well, was Jack back before he yeah had his business acumen. I but guess. I guess like the way they sold it to him, he says like you know in case there's nuclear war, so they probably sold him on that, and then right, yeah, but I mean, enough just, time had passed, they were like, right. well, we don't get to need it, we don't need his clearance. So right, but, but I mean, just the point is like bus- like business GE. Cabletown Jack would never give so much work and get not get a part of the rights or anything like that. So it just shows how he was still uh, back out of the beginning of his college. He was naive and not yeah. not as developed, I guess, as he that's, is now. That's an interesting viewpoint. Uh, but uh, there is a little bit of uh, art imitating life joke there when he says they sold it off to Thomas the Tank Engine because he was the narrator for the show. Oh, really? Two thousand three. I don't know. That was oh, wait for for when? For real? For what year? Nineteen ninety eight to two thousand three. Oh, okay. Well, that would have that would have been too old for it at that point. I would have been watching it. Anymore. No, yeah, that no, was it was beyond my time too. Um, yeah, so that's that's a fun fact. Uh, but back on the uh, TGS stage, the uh, card lottery is coming up to depict the winner, and of course. When it rains, it pours. All right, guys, the moment we've all been waiting for, we're picking a winner. Here we go. This is the lucky one for clubs. Paula's nickname for my penis. And the winning card is the Queen of Spades. All right. Who's got it? Oh, brother. Queen of Spades. Huh? <clears throat> oh. I'm not gonna keep it. I'm gonna take this money and open a tab for all of you after work at Hurley's. Wait for real. You know it, Ari Flex. Chris is this guy. Oh, that is really cool of you. So while everything's peaches and cream for Liz, as she's now the newfound fun gal on the TGS crew, uh, opening a tap for everyone. Um, the newfound fun gal. Yeah. That's she, Liz Lemon. She just wants a high five. That's all she really wants. From a blonde girl. A blonde. Well, she has gotten in college, but she hasn't had one since. What? Jenna's not blonde. That's true. She's about to say blonde. Um, but Jack also has gotten his new quarterly report that shows that they're doing incredibly well without him. Uh, which leads him to go down to uh, their department to confront them, uh, as well as uh, Liz comes into J- Jenna and Tracy holding mirrors for one another to stare in. <laughs> which, why? <laughs> I mean, I know why, but jeez. You know, usually everyone around here makes me feel like Hitler, but today I feel like Hitler in Germany. Aw, being popular must be such a new experience for you. Well, it's not entirely new. Wow, I would experiment with that girl. Too small. That's me for two weeks in college. I was popular for one glorious fortnight, and then it went away. I don't know what I did wrong. You probably said fortnight. No, you didn't do anything, Liz. You were just you. The cool people figured that out and treated you accordingly. Well, ever since I gave the crew that lottery money, it's felt like those two weeks again. And you know what? I'm not blowing it this time. Hang on. You know this charade can't last. (sighs) Just like in college, everyone here has their role. I'm the hot blonde. And I'm the nerd who takes off his glasses and everyone realizes he's handsome. And you're the RA. Only if RA stands for really awesome. You are who you are! 
Uh, in the writer's room, the pranksmen and the rest of the writers decide to start pranking Pete using the um, Pronounceify. Yes, thank you. The Pronounceify website to, uh, to sound like Jack. Hello? Hello, Pete. This is Jack. Jack? Hi. Oh, okay, look, what happened was Suzanne from Ad Sales got pushed into me in the elevator. I didn't try to touch her. And the sort of uh, sound I made was about something else. Pete, will you be my friend? Friend? Sure, of course. You know, whenever I tell my wife a work story, she pointed this out the other day. I always, always smile a little when I'm talking about you. I wish I was more of a free spirit like you. Now, freestyle rap for me. Rolling with my homie, uh, me and Jackie D. Uh, bitches get ready for a sex party. <laughs> hey, Liz, think fast. Okay, this is why we don't play football in the studio, guys. Because it's too much fun. No, no. Nobody high five her. What? It's me, the lizard. You can start calling me that. Look, we appreciate what you did for the crew last night, but you left some people out, and that's not cool. What are you talking about? The blizzard wouldn't do that. That's another option. Yeah, the alcoholics list. How are they supposed to enjoy your bar tab? I didn't forget about them, Chris. Their thing just hasn't gotten here yet. Really? Yeah, it's a surprise. And who knows what it's going to be? Only the blizzbian knows. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's that thing there of, like, not cool. Like, you left people out. It's like, what the fuck is she supposed to do? Like... I don't know. I guess like as a boss, she should know that about her team. But at the same time, it's like you, it's it's literally like you can't please everybody. I don't know. It's just like and yeah. and like well, his reaction makes it seem like he's sort of knowing that she's lying and just trying to lead her on to get more stuff. Like it's a weird it's a weird read that I get from it. But I don't. Yeah, no, I agree because like it just feels like something to keep the plot going as opposed to like you know like oh Liz, you're so selfish. How could you forget the alcoholics? You're not. Cool. Yeah, you know, like, I, don't know. I don't know. It's like it's supposed to be raising the stakes, but it feels like yeah. the stakes are just barely shifting. And yeah. It's just like it's so non-important that it's just like yeah. Oh yeah, there's the incident. Oh, how could you forget about the alcoholic who is also lactose intolerant? Which is so uncool and silly. At that point, it's like well, now yeah. it's just silly, and yeah. I kind of laughed a little bit because it's like, yeah. geez. But at the same time, because I mean, I think it's his delivery of like, Liz, I, I was doing well, but Liz made me remember. That's funny because it's just like, he did just explicitly blames her. Like, it's her fault. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it's so, I don't know, so low stakes that they try to make it seem bigger deal than it is that it's just like, ugh. Liz just wants to be cool and everyone yeah. is denying her. Yeah, I mean, she could be doing this without having to like, I mean, she could be providing them a bar tab or having like a weekly Sunday thing every week without having to, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's just such a weird plot for her to have. Uh, meanwhile, Jack heads down to the microwave division and uh, recognizes, or rather sees some new faces. Ah, uh, the microwave lab. Boys, I received our quarterly report yesterday and, uh, hang on. AJ, Raj, Ramesh, what's going on here? Where are Dinesh Kumar and Sunavo? Sir, this lab requires clearance. Clearance? <laughs> I'm your boss. I'm Jack Donaghy. I'm sorry. Your names all sound the same to us, John Donovan. 
I've worked here since 1985. I spearheaded the Trivection oven. Trivection? What is this, 2009? <laughs> <laughs> the future is the TK421. A new model? How many vections does it have? Five. <gasps> it's the perfect microwave. It even has a new voice feature. Popcorn setting medium. My God. Which one? Gentlemen, I am still the head of this division, and no microwave ships without my say-so. And I guarantee you that without my 25 years of experience, you did not build a perfect microwave. Now, I'm going to find out what's wrong with this machine, and when I do, you're going to wish you'd never been born. Which time? There is a clever t- callback there with his voice being the voice of the microwave. Yeah, I know there's some some, perver- some fun subversions of the white people always mixing up, you know, non-white people's names and not remembering who, who where they're saying, like, oh, white people look the same to us or all of your names sound similar to us and things like that. But I also like the the small one-liners of um, my God and which one and... Uh, you're going to wish you had never been born. What? Which time? Like, it's just small things like that are actually really funny to me. Um, but yeah, like, it's just that story. It's just so ho-hum, I guess. That it's, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the circling around that I guess even GE bought one of their own executives' voices to Principal, just give it up to anybody. anybody. Just hand it Gotta build that endowment. Um, but now this is a this is a reference that will make more sense to you and me, but not so much to everyone else because it's oh. going to tie in. So you remember we were playing trivia a few weeks ago, and they were like, "What's the the floor level that Princess Leia was kept on on the Death Star?" And like we were like, "Who the fuck even knows that?" Is the TK four twenty one? TK four twenty one is the reference. It is the. Um, the armor that the stormtroopers wear in in Star Wars. That's the name of the armor? TK-421. What? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the stormtrooper. Like, I guess his name slash number. Oh, it's the name of a stormtrooper. Okay, that makes more sense. Because, like, the uniform is called the TK-421. Yeah, the uniform model. That doesn't make any um, sense. Gotcha. But that's just one of those, like... If that was ever a trivia question, like who the fuck is supposed well, to? Well, we'll know it now. We'll Thanks, know. Thirty Rock. Thanks, Thirty. You've taught. I'm not gonna remember that. I'm not gonna forget that. Okay, let's see. I mean, is that the only name stormtrooper ever, or something? And that's why, or were they saying just at some well, point in some Star Wars movie, there's some stormtrooper where you see that? I, I don't remember that name ever coming up. I think it's like it's just like a name tag or something you see. Because hmm. I don't remember them saying like who's two K four twenty one. Maybe Leia says it. I don't know. I have to, I'd maybe have to go back and watch Star Wars to see. Or, but I don't remember that name explicitly being said. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on the stage, uh, Liz has gotten something for the for the alcoholic. She has created a Sunday bar that has now run for seventy three minutes of their break time, and it's very very weighing on her, as well as the dog loose in the studio. <laughs> and she's really running with the nickname she gave herself. Yeah, but she's still saying, just so you know, it's her. It's that's her name. Who lizard is? is. Enjoying the ice cream? Oh, yeah. I don't even care that we've taken a 73-minute break to eat it. Oh, hey, 
somebody brought a dog to work. Ah, oh, and it definitely doesn't have any of its own waste on its feet. Ah. Hey, why's Tony sulking? I couldn't go to the bar, and now I can't have any ice cream. I totally forgot, Bruce, if you're a lactose intolerant alcoholic. I try to forget, too, but Liz made me remember in front of everybody. Poor Tony. Not cool, Liz. How not cool is this? I remembered how special Tony is, and that's why I got him this watch. Hey, you think of everything. <laughs> lizard, 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 lizard. Pete, can I tell you a secret? Of course. I told you about my blankie. <laughs> I'm lonely. Would you like to come to my office tomorrow evening and hang out? Bring your guitar and some beer in cans and we will jam. Okay, yeah, great. And about that Cable Town stuff, maybe we could talk about some new opportunities for me? Yes, I will make your dreams come true. Make sure you wear one of those Mexican ponchos. Okay. Yes. I hope Pete brings some beer in cans so they can jam. And his Mexican poncho. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, so we're, we have skipped a bit of uh, a bit of scenes, mostly Jack's plot so far of him testing the microwave. There are some funny bits in there, like when he tells Kenneth to just stick his hand in the microwave. Naturally, Kenneth gets shocked, but somehow it was supposed to do that, which seems like a really big safety no-no. Like I don't know. GE then, likes killing off its customers. I guess so. But then when. Uh, Kenneth is out in the cold and pouring rain on it. It says, pizza, time left, pizza. And Jack is arguing with the machine, like, that's how much time is left, pizza? Well, I think it's because he was, like, happy that it was starting to melt. Right, right. He was so desperate. He's, like, clinging for anything. And it's just, like, he's so desperate that it's funny. But it's just, like, I don't know. There's there's something about the line, pizza, time left, pizza, is so silly that it's funny to me. Um, but he takes the quote-unquote malfunctioning microwave back to the microwave division. Hello, gentlemen. Remember me? Yes, I had the Greek salad. You know I'm not a delivery man. I'm wearing a suit and carrying a microwave. A so-called perfect microwave. Start time, 1985. 1985, that's not a time. I guess it could be a year. The year I started working here, actually, that's interesting. 1985. Yes, 1985, thank you. And since 1985, I have never allowed a subpar product. Stop. The point is, my legacy here is... Over. Done. Over. End. Stop. That's my voice. You all sound the same to us, Chok Tangari. That was me. 30 years ago. A young man who dreamed of running this company, who made a lot of sacrifices in pursuit of that dream. Goodbye, potato. Goodbye. But he's right. It's over. Congratulations on making the finest microwave I've ever seen. Who ordered the Greek salad? 
are we racist or do those guys look a lot alike? In the end, Jack convinced himself of his needed path. Yeah. Is this him saying he's giving up trying to be the president of the company? No, I just took it as, uh, I mean, like, not, th- not worrying okay. about his legacy. Because, I mean, the, what, the, the drive of the episode is that, like, the microwaves had their best quarter in years when he wasn't there to do it. So it's like just letting go of having to always, I don't know, be in control. Yeah. And... I don't know. I guess I, I read that last scene of where he's like, I had to do a, a lot of sacrifices to get where I am and what do I have to show for it? So why continue is yeah. how I took it. So mm-hmm. it's like, was well, he just going to, like, still just is he going to just start coasting by at this point or what like it just it comes off a little give up I don't know that's true so I'm trying to think you like could read it that way yeah because with the Cable Town stuff I don't think he he wants to be the president of Cable Town I think he just wants to have a job there so I'm trying to remember if he's still urging to take it over one day or because I mean that was a storyline with Don Geis and that was several seasons ago now so yeah I feel like it's it's him letting go and saying that you're not going to be the president of GE, obviously, because Cable Town is going to buy him out. So just be happy with it. what you've done. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to stay tuned and find out. Uh, anyway, uh, Jack heads back up to his office and is greeted by a poncho wearing Pete. J-Dog? Jam out, drink some brews, talk about everything and nothing. After today, that is exactly what I am ready for. Beer me. Uh. Sitting around drinking beer while a guy in a poncho plays guitar, this is what I always pictured college being like. I wouldn't really know. I only had about two weeks of real college before Paula got pregnant. Twice. She had overlapping pregnancies five months apart. Hey, Pete. Do you know Aqualung? <laughs> Sitting on a park bench. I don't know the words except park bench. So, and... Uh... Jack and Pete's storyline wraps up pretty well. I think they have a happy ending. Um, I mean, Pete gets to have his jam session <laughs> without being embarrassed at all. It just works out nicely for him. Yeah, and Jack seems to like he's come to terms with letting go of the microwave division. And so he's letting go of his legacy. He's just letting it all his guard down. Yeah, he's just going to have a good time and sing the one line from Aqualung that he knows. Which is one more line than I know. I mean, I know the Aqualung. I know it, but like that's... I have no idea what any of that is. That's okay. Your parents probably listen to it a lot. Probably. They uh, like Super Tramp. Well, it's, it's not a Super Tramp song, is it? Oh, I don't think so. I just... That's a 70s... That's a 70s group. Fleetwood Mac are like, also a 70s group. That's true. I know who Fleetwood Mac is, though. Uh, but back on the, the TGS stage, Liz has finally had enough... And has to become the RA again because she's caught in her lies and she can no longer lie anymore. Jimmy Slice! Gay Bones! Mikey Mike! Do not even use my awesome nickname. What? Why? Crisco? Did you give Tony your grandfather's watch? No. You can't prove that. Hmm. Not stolen property of Adolf Lemon. 
Why would you do that? To get us to like you? Are you that desperate? No, I'm not desperate. I am... I... Just tell me what you want me to say and I'll say it. Liz, it's over. They know what you really are. Fine. You found me out. I'm not a cool kid. You suck! You know who I am? I'm the RA. And do you know what the RA's purview is? Rules. And guess what? According to the NBC employee handbook, your little card game lottery constitutes gambling. So you're not doing it anymore. Oh. Also, the next time I see someone throwing a football in here, there will be fines. And if I see that filthy dog again, I will put it down. I will put it down with a smile. Back to work, everyone. That might be one of the darkest lines in the show, right? Is that she'll put it down with a smile. smile. Definitely. Because that's... Liz Lemon hates animals. How uh, rude. Yeah, I mean, it's on brand for her, but geez, like, just her delivery of that is so sad. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, let's be real. Dogs shouldn't be there unless they're... I mean, she's not wrong about... What if anything. someone's allergic? Well, I mean, that, but I mean, unless they're like a trained animal going to be for a skit, there's no reason for a dog to be on a set like that. Like, she's not wrong in everything that she's saying. It's just like her going about it is what makes it sound mean. Like, they probably shouldn't be playing football on a set where there's a bunch of expensive lights and things, cameras that can get damaged, you know? I, I would imagine it's a huge work hazard, safety hazard, all of those things. I don't know. Like, she's not wrong, but obviously someone has to be the bad guy. But she's, she's ruining their fun. I mean, rules exist for a reason. I'm, but I'm not a square. I'm saying like, hey, if you go over the speed limit, that's fine as long as you're being relatively safe about it. But anyway. Well, at least this time she learns her lesson all through her own, and not needing and doesn't need Jack's guidance to get her there. That's true. She didn't talk to him anything about it. She nope. shared her college stories, but she didn't have to go to him once to get advice because I guess she could handle it on her own. Obviously, she didn't. But yeah, interesting. And so by the end. They both embrace their roles yep. or destinies. I don't. Which I guess ties back into what Jenna was saying: is we all have our roles that we have to play, and even if we don't like them, you eventually find it, and you have to fit back into that role. So I guess that Jenna was oh, on. What Jenna's. a wise sage that Jenna Maroney yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, there's also a really funky editing uh, in that last scene where Jenna says, "They know, Liz. Give it up. They know." And she steps down, and then Tracy, like, steps up. Like, he's going to say something, and then he steps down. But it looks like he probably said something that probably just was, like, cut for time or just... He said Chris Brown, so they had to cut it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Call back! <laughs> I don't know, but there's definitely a cut line there, because there's no reason you would put Tracy there and not have him say something. So, wonder what that could be. Uh, but anyway, back in Jack's office, we get the finale of uh, Jack and Pete still jamming out and Liz reluctantly joins them, inadvertently joins them because she's brought a pizza for herself. Pete, how do I know that the colors you see are the same as the colors that I see? Maybe what I see as red you perceive as green. We should be writing this stuff down. Oh, I didn't think anybody would be in here. I mean, I brought you guys a pizza. Let me think fast. What is going on here? 
Join us. Pete and I are having a little college night. Oh, yeah? You want to see me shotgun this? Oh, God, she means the pizza. No, no she's unhinging no. her jaw. But that's 30 Rock's college. Uh, the credit scene uh, is sort of parodying and homaging like Animal House structure of the credits where um, they would show the character and then they would do like a freeze frame and then put up a couple of after college they went on to do this and do that it's, it's been done a million times community had done the same thing in an episode um, but there's some fun ones like um, for Liz her cyst came back and she considers it her best friend uh, Kenneth Kenneth technically died while he was on the balcony in Jack's office and he brought a message from God back but he's forgotten what it was just kind of silly things like that uh, but final thoughts on college before we say adieu Adieu. No. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. This is right. This is kind of a fillery episode, and uh, at least there were a few good one-liners, I guess. Yeah, there's still, I mean, like the high-fiving a million angels, that's, I've, I feel like I've seen that gift and meme a million times at this point, um, which, I mean, it's kind of a perfect thing, like whenever you do something really funny or you're proud of and people are cheering you on, you sort of use that as a reaction. Um but yeah, uh, just kind of a, kind of a weak script and a, almost like lazy storyline. Not enough good use of Jenna and Tracy. Just everyone's felt off on this episode. Like nothing. I mean, I guess you have your off episodes or whatever in a series, but no, no stakes. Very little character development aside from Jack. Not pushing anything forward. It's just kind of like. If there would have been, I don't know. I feel like it was just there just wasn't a ton of comedy. Like I feel like it would have been excused because I feel like there were episodes that haven't necessarily moved, you know, things forward much. But there's been like that episode's been really funny. This one is just like it was just lighter on the. There, I mean, you know what I mean. Like the the running gag with Jack's voice is funny, and you know that Jenna, I mean, especially has a couple of good lines in her brief scenes. But it's kind of like. And there's not much humor to be brought out of Liz trying to be accepted by the cast yet again. And Jack's, I mean, reckoning with your legacy isn't necessarily a... Yeah, it's more like pride, sad so. and touching and yeah. like heartwarming, but it's like well, there's not much funny in there. I mean, like... It wasn't, I don't know, I wouldn't even say it was that hard. Well, no, but I mean, that's what they're going for. Right. They're, they're trying to ground and like make you care for this character. It may not work just because, but that's what they're going for. So if you're trying to make it a heartwarming moment you obviously can't dilute that with comedy so if but then when it's not working for the heartwarming stuff then it's just like well wasted mm -hmm. like you're just awesome no no point in that kind of thing i don't know but yeah any other final thoughts before we say adieu 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 all right well as always thank you for joining us on go to there if you like what we're doing rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff gonna be the best way to help us out otherwise we will see you in next week's episode Episode 89, Season 5, Episode 9, entitled Chain Reaction of Mental Anguish, where Tracy's quote-unquote son comes back into picture as he's opened a theme restaurant. Uh, Liz goes to Kenneth to be her relationship therapist as things with Carol aren't going well. Oh, dear. And finally, Jenna thinks that Paul might finally ask her to marry him. Will he do it? No. Tune in to find out. David, take us out. See you next time. Come on, we were just pranking Pete. How long do we have to do this? 
You wanted college to go on forever? You got it. sweeping the floors of the Princeton Monkey Lab. It wasn't the feces that got to you, Lemon. It was the crudely scrawled notes of help me. 